Hello and welcome to the Partners for Access Rare Disease and Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Matt Rex. On this week's episode, we will exclusively focus on pricing dynamics in Europe following an announcement by Margarete Vestager, the EU Commissioner for Competition, that cross-border price differences in the pharma market could be justified. According to Politico, Vestager suggested that Brussels would not push for single market harmonisation in this sector. Here is Stuart Tutt, Senior Advisor and our in-house pricing specialist, to tell us more. So the question about what a fair price is across countries has been in the news quite a bit recently. One of the things that President Trump has talked about in terms of US prices is the idea that other countries, and normally particularly talks about the European Union countries, are taking advantage of the US, if you like, being subsidised by the US because prices in those countries for new drugs, or in fact any drugs, are much lower than the, the US prices. So we're going to look in a bit more detail at pricing across the EU and then come back to that question about how would we compare prices in the US with prices in Europe. First thing to think about in the European Union is the concept of a single market and the idea that a product that is sold in one country can be taken into another country, the the concept of free movement of goods within that single market. Specifically for the pharmaceutical industry, that has led to a phenomenon known as parallel trade. And the the concept of parallel trade is that if a a pharmaceutical product is sold in one country in the European Union at a relatively low price, then approved intermediaries can buy that product either from wholesalers or pharmacies within that low-priced country, can quite legitimately transfer that to a higher-priced country and sell that product into the supply chain there, again, either to wholesaler or to pharmacy. And there is an opportunity in that process for the supplying wholesaler, the importer, the trader, and the buying wholesaler all to make money from that process. But it is completely legitimate, completely legal. It's something which pharmaceutical companies have long complained about, partly because it does cause them considerable aggravation and a loss of income where part of their their sales in the higher price market are taken by their own product, but from a lower priced country. And that tends to cause quite big internal uh, argument where the, the operating company in the higher price market will actually feel that it is not getting enough credit in terms of its sales uh, because part of its sales are being lost effectively to the affiliate in another country. So in many ways, the the aggravation is more internal than external, but it's certainly always been a big issue. And the industry has argued that because pharma prices are not freely set, that they are controlled in almost every country in Europe, that it is unfair that the the single market operates in this way and that uh, parallel trade penalises it unfairly. So the the comments from the Commissioner in the last few days reflect what seems to be a a bit of a trend where certain countries, specifically 
Poland, Romania and Slovakia have, in the last year or two, introduced laws that would actually allow them to ban the export of particular drugs. And the Commission would be well within its rights to, to tell them that they can't do that because it, it contravenes the concept of the single market. So the, the comment from the Commissioner this week that variability in prices across European countries may be justified uh, is really a sort of a, a confirmation of that concept that for reasons of affordability, the relative strengths of the different economies, it is reasonable that a relatively poor country in maybe Southern Europe or Central and Eastern Europe should have a lower price for a, a pharmaceutical product than a better off, typically Northern Western European country. So it's worth thinking then about why does it matter for a country like Poland or Romania or Slovakia that products sold in their country may be being exported by a third party and then used in another country within the EU? There's really two reasons for that. Firstly, for a product that is on the market, is reimbursed and has an agreed price, then that exporting of product from, say, the Polish market, that runs the risk of supply shortages appearing. And, and essentially, that means that some Polish patients who have a legitimate need for the drug and for whom the drug is reimbursed don't get it because physically the product isn't there. The second reason, perhaps more serious, is that from the point of view of the pharma company, in agreeing a price for a country like Poland, there will be one eye on the, what does this mean for parallel trade uh, across Europe? And, and it may make it impossible for the authorities in Poland to agree a price with a pharma company that will allow the product to be available to patients in Poland. So by having the ability to say we are going to ban exports of product, then really the, the Polish authorities will be able to say to a particular pharma company, don't worry about that, we will make sure that your product at the price you're selling it in our country stays in our country. So that's that's all helpful from a, an industry perspective in terms of managing parallel trade. But unfortunately, parallel trade actually isn't the only, or in many ways isn't even the biggest, cross-border pricing issue which occurs. So the, the other issue, which in many respects is more important, is international price referencing, where in setting a price in a country, there will be a, an examination of prices in other countries. And the, the price that is finally agreed is either fixed on the basis of maybe the minimum or maybe the average of a, a basket of other private country prices, or in some cases, it may not be the only thing that determines the price, but it will be a contributing factor. And actually, that issue of international reference pricing doesn't tend to cause as much controversy for pharmaceutical companies. But in terms of the revenue lost is probably bigger, because if a 
country that would otherwise have a high price has agreed or set a lower price simply because of the reference pricing across other countries, then that will hit all revenue in that country forevermore. And, and so really all the time that we have a situation where the, the better off markets in Europe can set their prices on the basis of a reference to other less well-off countries, then that creates a, a situation where, from the point of view of the manufacturer, there is a need to control price and to avoid having substantially lower prices in some countries than others. So a country like Poland, which for economic reasons maybe needs a lower price in order to provide access to a drug for its patients, may be able to fix the parallel trade issue, but is unable to fix the issue of other countries referencing that price. The interesting thing is that whilst parallel trade is something which the EU has some control over, how an individual country does its price referencing is a matter entirely for that country. And it's not something that in the current framework, the European Union has any, any uh, jurisdiction over. It's worth thinking about now, what does a manufacturer do about these two issues of international reference pricing and parallel trade. One solution is just to refuse to sell a, a product in a country unless you can get the, the price that you want, and that certainly happens in a number of cases. The, the other is to use some form of confidential discount uh, so that you have a, a list price in the country which is, is visible and everybody can find out what it is uh, and therefore is the one that is used for reference pricing. But you, you have confidential discounts so that you know that the net price that is going to be paid by the healthcare system within that particular country is lower and in some cases substantially lower than the list price. That is certainly a, an approach that is used probably now in, in most countries across Europe, it's being used increasingly. Uh, and it, it does help to, to bridge the gap between what a country can afford to pay and, and what the manufacturer needs to be able to charge for their drug uh, in order to avoid losses uh, from reference pricing in parallel trade. A question which arises is, is to what extent is that discount that is negotiated, does that reflect a country's ability to pay or to what extent does it reflect the negotiating power of that country? So not, uh, it's not surprising that a pharma company uh, will want to be sure to have their product on the market in the, the biggest countries in Europe. And so those countries often have a much stronger negotiating position and maybe are able to achieve discounts that smaller, poorer countries are unable to achieve. One of the consequences of that that we are now seeing is medium-sized countries grouping together and negotiating as a group uh, in order to, 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 to strengthen their own negotiating position and to, to get lower prices, either list prices or net prices. 
the next the next point that arises from that is that if the true price in a country is confidential is achieved by confidential discounts then comparing prices across countries becomes extremely difficult and although uh, there are ways certainly of, of finding out what the uh, confidential discount is they're not easy uh, and it, it is very difficult for anyone other than maybe the manufacturer of a specific drug to be able to find out exactly what the net price is across a, a series of countries and sits in the, the nature of things that the, the company is unlikely to to publish the comparison of its net prices so any sort of comparison of prices across countries is difficult and almost inevitably will always be approximate at best and that really brings us back to this question of what does that mean in terms of the pricing in the US and how can you compare a US price with Europe because certainly in most cases the list price the published price in the US will be higher than the published price in Europe or in any particular European country that is true in general it, it tends to be less true for higher value products so biologics orphan drugs uh, products like that there, there tends to be less difference between the US list price and the European list price but the difference will still be there you can compare list prices very easily and, and that gives a, a fairly clear answer but the difference between the list price and the net price in most cases is greater in the US than is typically the case in Europe because the the whole system of pricing in the US is based on rebates and discounts and and so the real price of a drug in the US is almost impossible to find and will vary in any case between different private insurers so we can now return to the the question of the comparison between US prices and European prices the first thing to say is that it's certainly true in general that list prices in the US are higher than list prices in Europe I think often the the price difference is is considerably lower when we consider more high value drugs so typically biologics or orphan drugs that type of product the, the price gap at list price level between the US and Europe is, is considerably lower than that and I'm sure we wouldn't be able to find a five-fold difference within that sort of drug but really the, the comparison of list prices is quite misleading we've already talked about the fact that confidential discounts are now common in Europe but really the, the confidential discount is something that, that started in the US where the, the whole system really revolves around having a list price but then agreeing discounts or rebates with the individual insurer that are agreed in return perhaps for preferential access um, and so 
the list price in, in the US is typically very different from the, the net price and the, the actual income to the drug company from the drugs that are sold. So comparing US list price with European list price is really quite a misleading comparison. The challenge is that to, to get to the true net price and then make that comparison is extremely difficult because the the discounts are typically confidential. In the US, the rebates will vary considerably across insurers and the, the net price for the public sector in the US is going to be different again. So there are, the whole idea of comparing prices across countries is complicated and difficult to do. That's the first conclusion, really. But the second one needs to be thought about is whether a uniform price is appropriate in the first place. And that, again, I think, detail, some of the detail that we've been talking about in the EU, where it is maybe appropriate to allow the poorer European countries to have a lower price than the better off European countries. That applies across the world. Uh, so fair is not the same thing as, as uniform. Now, obviously that opens up a whole new question about how you decide what is fair. But the, the principle, I suppose, is, is that the, the US economy should be strong enough to be able to afford a higher price than some of the poorer European countries. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, go to our website, www.partnersforaccess.com. If you are looking for specialist solutions to your pricing needs in Europe, email us at contact at partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and please do share your thoughts in the comments section. See you next week.